0: Before I begin today's podcast, I want to tell you about another podcast you can listen to with your daughters called Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. You know how much I love stories, especially using stories to teach valuable life lessons and especially good stories about rebel women who can inspire your daughters. For instance, did you know that eminent primatologist Jane Goodall was laughed at for her dream of living in Africa and working with animals at the age of eight? Luckily, her mom supported her dream. The fun thing about the podcast, Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls, is that it features an all-star cast of narrators reading the real-life journeys of amazing women who changed our world, like comedian Alana Glazer, who read the story of Vice President Kamala Harris, or science educator Lindsay Murphy telling us all about the young chemist Alice Ball. Rebel Girls is on a mission to empower a diverse community of girls from all over the world to live in confidence. And there's new episodes that drop every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. So whether your daughter is a budding scientist or or a writer or an activist or U.S. vice president, she will find stories of girls and women she can relate to in the podcast. Good night stories for rebel girls. And and these stories are going to inspire her to dream really big. Hello, Dr. Tim Jordan back here with Raising Daughters, and if you are a parent who wants to be and remain an influence in your daughter's life now and all the way through the teen years and forever, you're in the right place. And you're especially in the right place today because this is a treat. Um, We're going to interview three women who are about a year and a half out of uh, high school, and we're going to talk today about the effects that the COVID virus pandemic has had on them emotionally, socially, academically, all those kinds of ways. And I, a lot of parents I've been talking to lately are wondering what's going on with their kids. And these aren't kids, these are young women. But still, I, th- I want their perspective. And I would love for you to sit with your daughter and listen to this and see if you, that can spark a conversation about how your daughter is feeling about what's going on around her. Um, so I, I, hello. Hi. <laughs> so we're gonna be passing the microphone around. It usually works fine that way. So I'm gonna ask a series of questions and then they're just gonna sort of freeform it. Um, and I, I hope this will be uh, of value to you. So all of you are a year and a half out of high school. And uh, two of you are in a four-year college. One of you uh, started college, uh, started, then did some work, and now you're going to start back this semester a as a cosmetology school. So they'll all be back in school. So that, but they, they maybe uh, have been affected by the COVID thing differently. So I'm wondering, first of all, have you, have you and or the people around you, your peers, are you taking it serious? Because there's a lot of stuff in the media that, you know, all they do is they show these frat parties and these sorority parties where people are, like, partying and no masks and there's 100 people and all that. So I'm just wondering, two of you have been on campus and one of you has still been around. Are people, are are you and the people around you taking it serious?
1: I think, like, my school has done a really, really good job of keeping COVID, like, under wrap. And our cases have been really good throughout the semester. And, like, me and my friends are very... Good about keeping our distance and only really going where we have to. And if we do are together, it's two or three of us at a time, and we all kind of just watch where we are. But I know some of my friends at a lot bigger schools are kind of out every weekend at the bars, don't have mass on, and so it's frustrating seeing other schools. But then some of them, I know for example, Mizzou here in Missouri, they had a huge sparking cases in the beginning, and then it all went down because everyone is immune. So it just kind of depends yeah, on yeah i because they got it so it just kind of depends on like where you were at but i feel like our school did a really good job
2: um my experience has been that i personally wanted to take it a lot more seriously because um i am looking forward to going into the medical field and um i know that science is is real and that it's proven that this is a very serious disease and Um, Even if it wouldn't affect me really horribly, it would affect people around me horribly. So um, I took that into consideration and did take it seriously from the beginning. Um, But not a lot of my peers and friends really aligned themselves the same way. So that caused kind of some separation between me and like my closest friends because they would keep hanging out and I would be like, "Eh, I'm not, I'm going to stay home and um, keep under quarantine, like even in the very beginning. Um, and then moving to college was kind of stressful because I was living in a sorority house and a lot of the people um, did continue to go to bars and um, it was a little uh, like scary for me and I was also on a sports team so I had um, some interaction with people that um, maybe I wouldn't have had if I um, like wasn't involved on campus And so it was a little scary being someone that's um, more cautious towards those kind of things, being around people that didn't really feel the same way.
0: How about you started talking about, talk about the effect on you socially. Uh, This has been going on for what, like uh, nine months and we're we're in December now. You may be listening to this podcast Uh, In January, but so it's been nine ish months for all of us. So, what's been the effect on all, all three of you socially?
3: For me, it's like I'm more of a social person, so I like to get out and be around my friends. But since this pandemic, I've been taking it really seriously and trying to keep my distance from everyone. And my friends, some of my friends don't take it seriously, so I have to pull back from them and it gets really isolating and lonely and yeah it's it's been really hard but
0: so so when you pull back from people who aren't taking it serious i.e you don't go out to the bars with them Mm -hmm. and stuff like that then what's been the effect of of that on your relationship with
3: them um uh, (laughs) i don't know i feel like I, it hasn't, it had, it's had some effect on our relationship. Um, I just, I feel it's been more, um, lonely, um, for me and also my friends. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think there's been like a really big effect on it. Just the more feeling of loneliness. Okay.
1: What you guys? So for me, I had. A decent group of friends before I left school in March and all of that when it all first kinda started, lockdown happened. And being away from people for six months is a long time for things to change and for relationships to end, especially when you go to school out of state and you don't see those people and all of my friends were from out of state. So that all kinda died over quarantine. We all got back to campus and I saw two of them the first week and then haven't seen or really heard from them since. So and they weren't really taking it very seriously, so I didn't want to be around them anyway just because my immune system's not all that great, so I've been super cautious about everything. But luckily, my sorority family is incredible, and so we spend a lot of our time together and we're all super close, but that took a minute to happen, so it does get really lonely and over-quarantined. Like, I don't do well like when I'm completely by myself for like long periods of time, so it was just like progressively, I was like, I need to see people and I need to be around people, but I couldn't. So that was like almost frustrating for me, just like not being able to see anyone, but knowing I needed to see people for my own mental health to like be successful.
2: Um, socially for me, I think that um, it was hard to feel connected and coming back to college, especially I kind of experienced like a loss of friends because they were living in a different place and we just didn't have the ability to see each other. And therefore we just lost that connection. Um, so that was kind of hard kind of fiddling through like who really are my good friends that I can trust that I, um, know that I can be around and be comfortable with and, um, just like be able to be around and confide in and whatever I needed. Um, And I think socially it was just really hard to see people that would still go out and would still, like, they felt connected, but I didn't want to. Like, obviously I wanted the connection, but I didn't want to take the risk for that connection. And
0: you probably see pictures on Instagram, or you see pictures, you probably see pictures on social media, right? Of People out partying, and they're here, and then you're like, I'm sitting in my dorm room by myself.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would say, like, one example was, like, Halloween. Like, you would see everyone in costumes and in wherever partying and you're like oh, I, I miss that like fun memory whatever but it's just not worth it and like yeah, I mean, to go home so, so soon yeah,
3: yeah it's so frustrating that people don't take it seriously like that
0: yeah
2: <laughs> well so then what do you do
0: i mean how do you connect then because you're saying you're, you feel kind of lonely and and you were disconnected from people who you may had started friendships with, and then you had to cut. You cut your school year like boop in March, right, Un, kind of unexpectedly. So then, um, how do you how do you then connect with people? I'm just curious. So you didn't go to the Halloween party. So, but so well, so then with the people who you do trust that you do connect with, how do you do it? I think for me, we weren't
1: allowed to have any in person events on campus this semester so i was really glad that like my sorority tried to include everyone and like tried to figure out ways that like we could connect and like that was good just to like have people and like get to know more people through like that process and being like i knew i could talk to these people about like my day or whatever and like if something was actually going on like i knew i had people to talk to but still when you can't see each other it makes it a lot worse like if something's going on and like you just want support and like i live by myself in my room So it's just me, and then I have my two roommates on the other side. But, like, we really don't see each other all that much. Our paths don't really cross all that much. But it's kind of an isolating feeling when you're just kind of by yourself most of the time, and your classes are in person. You don't really – or not in person, so you just don't leave, and you're just kind of stuck because there's not really anywhere to go.
0: I would think, too – and I'm going to say this. You guys tell me yes or no, and then describe. I also think – you have this picture in your mind about this is what college is going to be and a lot of that social probably at least you know before you started a year year and a half ago but even even for your sophomore you know at the end of the first semester going back and then all of a sudden that picture is like whoop wiped out and even coming back this semester there's a lot of uncertainty like what's it going to look like am I going to be able to go in class in person you know virtual blah 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 and so since your picture got messed up at least for this school year how do you reconcile that because i think that's probably part of the discomfort and the um the loneliness is that your picture was sort of crushed and now it's like there's i don't know what the picture is i'm having to create a whole new picture does that make sense what i'm saying does that fit at all
2: yeah, I think that definitely fits. And for, um, for me as a second year in college, it was like I was a persistent freshman. Like it was just freshman year all over again. I don't have the connections on campus. And it's going to be like that in the spring too because I really didn't have that um, this year. I think to cope with that, I kind of thought of like this is a really historical moment. Like this is really like – something that no one else has experienced and although it's not normal it's it's mine and like that's just how our class is going to have to deal with that and it's definitely something that's unprecedented because no one's ever had to experience going to college in something as insane as this um so that's kind of how i dealt with it i was like you know what this is kind of like an experience and it's something to learn from and um even though it's not exactly what i wanted or what i pictured um, it'll, it'll work out how it's supposed to, I guess.
0: As you were talking, I was thinking about the greatest generation, i.e. people who went through World War II, people who went through the depression, people who went through big things, and it, you know, it wasn't their picture either, so they had to learn to cope and create a new picture, and sort of, it was an adversity that they, that's one of the reasons why they became the greatest generation, was they, they overcame a lot of adversity. Any any other, anybody else bought the picture, anything else we want to share?
1: I think my freshman year, I not fell down a bad path, but like went down a path that's not really me and was going out going out like every weekend and like that's just not really me. Like I love people and I love being around people, but like the whole party scene was just not my scene, but like I felt like I couldn't get out of the party scene because of who I was friends with. And so while those friendships did kind of end, I'm almost grateful that they ended because of all this because it was almost easier for distance and all of this to happen to separate those relationships than trying to back out of those relationships and then having to explain why I had to back out of those relationships just so I, I didn't hurt anyone's feelings or anything so it's almost easier for me but I mean it does ruin a little bit the picture ideals that you have for college because college is supposed to be like the super exciting time in your life and Instead of this being the super exciting time in my life, I'm going to Trader Joe's every Monday. Like, so, you know, that's like the most exciting thing that I do that week. Or, so it definitely, yeah, you know, so it definitely like changes how it is. But I feel like because I'm not in that party, crazy, go out every weekend, three days a week, whatever. I feel like I've been able to make deeper connections, like with the people that I'm around, because I'm not constantly worrying about going out or trying to fit in with a crowd I don't fit in with.
0: How about for you? There's, there are a lot of people, there's some of our camp, these are, by the way, these are, these are three of my camp counselors. <laughs> I've been campers since they were, all of you since you were little. <laughs> little mean like grade school or early middle school, right? Yeah. yeah. But so I've known them a long time. But I've, so I've, I've talked to some girls in my counseling practice, who, you know, some women who are in college. Also, some of the camp counselors I know who who didn't go back to school because either they couldn't stay in the dorm. So I thought, well, why am I paying all this to do virtual school? I can mm-hmm. do whatever. So and so you sort of have gone that route where you weren't in school for a while. So what's it like for you? I bet it's even harder for you to find a, a social life because probably a lot of your high school friends have scattered. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely been kind of lonely because. You know, once I got out of high school, I went off to work instead of going into college. And so all of my friend groups created, you know, different friends and had their own groups. And I just felt really excluded, um, you know, because I just I wasn't in college. So, um, you know, I, I kind of regret that a little bit. But then at the same time, I'm glad that I've, you know, I'm making money and being able to support myself. Um but, you know, during this pandemic, I was, my job was closed down for um, <laughs> five months. And so, yeah, that was a really hard time because, you know, I wasn't making any money. And my mom also lost her job because of COVID. So that was even harder because she didn't have a job. And, you know, she supports the family. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been rough.
0: I think it's hard for people. It's all these things, it's hard, it's different, hard, it's a challenge, however you want to state it, but I think when you when you stop going to school for a while because of finances or because of it's just not worth it and all that, that I, th- I think it's kind of hard to know, am I going to go back? How am I going to go back? Do I go back to the same place? Um, am I going to restart there? Like you, you were saying, I'm a persistent freshman, so they may have to sort of restart as and feel like a freshman again, and now they would be a junior kind of thing, so I think that that may be even harder for people who have kind of put their brakes on for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they, they won't do it or can't do it, but just plus it's still uncertain. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, the vaccine is quote unquote coming, um, which will be helpful, but it's not the end all cure all. But so, I mean, you might think about even this semester, it's uncertain, but even next fall, I would think we'd think it'd be okay by then, but we don't know yet. Right. So I think how do you, how do you all deal with the uncertainty?
1: I think at this point we've been dealing with this since like March so it's just kind of like a one day at a time thing like if you get through the day and if sometimes if I don't get out of bed that day and I do all my classes in my bed that's good enough for me like it's just one day at a time and trying to get through it and trying to like stay as positive and like remember like what's going on and be as cautious and just trying to get through every day until we can get back to a little bit more normal.
0: So you went from party animal to Trader Joe's and sitting in my bed in my pajamas to going to college classes. Yes. Wow. Okay. How about, how about the you, you two? Anything, any other thoughts about how you're dealing with the uncertainty? The unknown?
3: I mean, yeah, you just, you just have to take it day by day and like we were talking about earlier, kind of creating your own picture and like, you know, yeah, everybody has their bad days, but... Um, you just have to look at the bright side, and you know a bunch of people have it, you know, way worse than you do. So you just have to be thankful for what you have, and um, yeah, I'll never take that for granted.
0: There's been several studies that have come out recently about not just uh, young people, but even adult adults. And you all are adults. but I'm talking about people in their 40s, 50s, whatever, having higher levels of anxiety and depression and mental health issues. Um, I think I think one of the reasons is because, if, well, if some of it's losses, like losses of jobs or loss of loved ones, or, but I also think a big piece of it is the uncertainty, and I think we have a hard time. We, people in general, have a hard time with that. We like everything to be a certain way, and we like to be in control, and right now we're not. Yeah, my.
3: My fam- my family, uh, they all got a cold last week. And the first thought on mine was, oh, my God, everybody has COVID. And I mean, they all got tested and it was negative. But it's just that first thing that pops into your mind is, no, I don't, I don't have COVID. <laughs> okay. Next
0: question. How has it affected you academically? Because your schooling is different than it was in February. So I'm just curious about not just what it looks like, but how you're dealing with it.
1: So, for me, it was really hard this semester to, uh, number one, like, keep up with my schoolwork, but also just to, like, sit and try to, like, teach myself a couple of my classes, and there was actually, I had to take an incomplete on one of my classes for this semester and do papers outside of this term because I just simply could not get them done because my mental health, like, would not allow me, and I just physically did not have the energy to try to keep up with all of my other classes and write these two papers, so I was able to fortunately talk to people on campus and get help and was able to get those papers done outside of the term but that was kind of a a hard-hitting moment is when I like finally was like I can't do this right now and trying to figure out how to get that to be okay in my head that I couldn't do it and I was glad that I was able to finish them and was able to like spend the proper time on them but it was definitely kind of a this isn't very good but like I'm doing the best I can kind of thing but it was definitely hard to like sit there and try to ask for help because I know other people were really struggling too trying to get stuff done and keep up
2: um for me I was not held accountable for some of my classes just because we couldn't be we weren't in person and um, one of my classes specifically was an accounting class and I have zero interest in a balance sheet or what it has to say just absolutely none and the whole thing was online like it was just like online modules and I would do them all on the last day possible (laughs) it was bad it was pretty bad. Um, and just because of my lack of interest in it and my lack of accountability from a professor or even just like being able to sit in class, it just didn't happen for me. And it was my worst grade out of all my classes and it could, it should have been easy. I mean, it was like, whatever it was, I don't know, but that part for me was kind of a struggle because just like motivation wasn't there and, um, I didn't really know what to do to find it, and I didn't have any friends in that class that I could, like, lean on to, like, hey, let's do this together or anything like that, and not, I couldn't make any friends in the class, because we all just sat in Zoom with our cameras off, and it was just really not my ideal scenario, but, um, so that part for me, I struggled a little bit, just finding the motivation to, like, Emma, or, uh, <laughs> like she said to get out of bed. Like I could do my classes from in bed, so why won't I? Like I just could take a nap during this class, let it run. I did that a few times in accounting. Um not going to lie. But, you know, it's it's what it is for right now and um I think I just had to find my own ways to um study and like having a space to study was really hard because in the library you just sit there with your mask on and you just hate yourself because you have a mask on. And in my room I had a bed, so why would I not stay there? So it was just kind of a struggle to find where I could study to keep up old habits, um, but I couldn't do that. So it was just kind of a weird balancing act.
0: I just I was going through some notes yesterday. I just saw some old studies. I I'd, I'd typed up a while back, but they were talking about how uh, comparing online classes versus in person classes, and this was way before COVID, but they were talking about the importance of professors and how when you, the, the actual being in a class and having a relationship with a professor made a huge difference in in the way people learned. And I'm, I'm wondering if you've noticed that. Um, the other thing is, I, what I've found it in my in my counseling practice is that the girls I've seen who are having the hardest time with the virtual learning are the ones who have add ish kind of symptoms. Number one, number two, art, artsy people, because they're hands hands-on-y and they're 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 not like listening learners. You know, they're more like I need to see it and touch it and all that. And so, the virtual stuff is in my I've been hearing from my uh, the girls who I counsel. That's those are the groups that have been been hit hardest by. It. You, you want to say something?
1: Like our K-12 education was designed in person, hands-on, like working on group projects, like constantly being together, being able to ask questions in a classroom, being able to get immediate feedback, like being able to ask your classmates questions sitting right next to you. And now all of that is completely taken away. And that's like not how we were taught to learn and that's not how we're supposed to learn. And so it definitely makes it a lot harder to try to learn especially kind of like she was saying like earlier we don't have friends in our classes to be able to ask questions to because we're not physically in that class so we can't make connections with each other to be able to be like hey what's going on or what's this assignment or so and then having to figure it all out on your own like that's not how we were taught to learn yeah. so it makes it almost harder to be thrown into an environment when we've had Almost thirteen years, fourteen years of education that has been completely different, and we haven't been ever had to learn like this before. Yeah.
0: Um. So I'm, so I'm glad. I'm I'm thinking most people have adjusted, but that doesn't mean it's still great. <laughs> it means you're sort of figuring it out and sort of saying. You know, this is what I. This is a lot I've got. So, what the heck, I make the best of it. Uh, and you're in nursing school, so I, are you starting to do your clinicals? You are, right? Uh, is, it, yeah. is it like with people? <laughs> is it live? And yeah,
2: yeah. I had a nursing lab where we learned like basic skills, and usually in that lab it's pretty fun. We're like walking around, doing exams on like everyone in the class. But in this case, I only did exams on one person, so they yeah, could. Good. Uh, Yeah. So they could limit contact. Um, He was one of my best friends, but I like, I only learned how to do an exam on a 19 year old boy. And it's like, (laughs) when I get into any, anywhere else, like I just don't have those same experiences. Um, And we did have a clinical in the hospitals and in the spring I'll have weekly clinicals. Um, So it will be different and kind of scary to go into that situation. Um, but. As you with you said with the professors, I had a wide variety of professors. Some who like didn't weren't even there. Like I don't remember their name, kind of thing. And um, I also had some that I saw in person, but we were so spread out in like a ballroom that at the end of the semester when we had exam reviews, she didn't know which exam was mine because she didn't know my name. Like it's just kind of sad that. Especially in a nursing school where you're supposed to get like really connected with your nursing staff because they're experienced and that's just how our nursing school is built. Uh, We just didn't have that opportunity, but I did have one professor who was amazing and um, she did her absolute best to uh, stay connected with us and um, my heart really went out to all the professors because I could tell like there were times when if kids were struggling, she wanted to reach out and hug them, but You just can't, and like you can see the hesitation in her. Um, So it's really hard on both ends to kind of navigate how we learn online because you're not supposed to. I mean, it's just not how it's supposed to be, but we do what we do.
0: I've had a lot of girls in middle school, high school, and college uh, in my counseling practice in the last few months who, what they say when they come in, and a lot of times they'll come in, and I'll ask like a question, and they start bawling. But what they but what they've been saying to me is that they're a lot of times at home they just start crying, and they, there's not nothing happened in that moment, but they just start have these feelings just start to leak out, and there's just a lot of sadness. I'm just curious if you all have experienced that, and and what and what you do about it.
1: I know for me this semester I have never been homesick in my entire life, and I was so homesick, and all I wanted to do was be at home like it was the weirdest thing for me because i don't think i've been homesick since like my first summer of camp like i love being away from my house and like i, I did cry every single day that first summer but um it was just like a really really weird feeling to like i wanted to be at school when i was at home because i was at home for 6 months and then the minute i got to school within like the first week i was like i just want to be back at home with my dog like curled up on the couch cuz like this sucks so it was like this really weird like back and forth of like okay maybe this is going okay and maybe i am kind of figuring all this out but like this also i want my mom and i was like i i'm 20 like this is a really weird thing to be going back and forth between but also at the same time everything is so unprecedented that like it makes sense that like we would want to be back home when we can't do anything on campus and no one's allowed in our dorm rooms except for us and our roommates so you're just kind of stuck it's just a really weird place to be stuck in
0: I think ever since assuming you've had a reasonable childhood you know you have safe bases it's places you want to turn to when you're scared or hurting or something and it's not always parents but it's there's yeah everybody has safe bases so I think that's what people are looking for how about the other two Any, any thoughts about uh just having times when you're emotional don't know why how you deal with it
2: uh, there was one point in the beginning of the year when I went to go get tested for COVID um, because there were so many people who I lived with that had COVID and I was on a team and I just couldn't risk that. And I was sitting in the line to get tested and just could not stop crying. I was like, and the line is so long. It's like the, <laughs> the whole city like gets tested at this one interstate center and I just like melted. I'm like, just the, the thought and i knew that i i knew i didn't have go i kn- knew i wasn't around them i knew i wasn't at risk but i was still like so nervous that if i did test positive i would go home i would miss my classes i would uh infect the entire golf team they would all go home uh my coaches would hate me uh i'd probably drop out because i missed a week of class like you know just the whole gamut yeah the whole spiral it just happened ruminated big time yeah and I like I just sat in that line and I was like if I get it it ruins everything like I it's just scary and that was my biggest like emotional thing over the whole year that I it was just like anxiety always like if I get it this will happen and it was just really scary for a long time.
3: Yeah, no, my, like, my mom has, um, a bunch of underlying health conditions, and she had a COVID scare a few weeks ago, and I, like, I lost it, I started bawling my eyeballs out thinking that, oh my god, my mom's gonna die, like, she's gonna die, she's like, I just was ruminating and, like, spiraling into this crazy thing, and, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just worrying a lot and just trying to make sure that everybody's okay, and, yeah.
0: Um one of the last areas i wanted to ask you guys about was any thoughts about how all this is going to affect your future do you think about that do you ever worry about that about opportunities jobs internships your you know being able to get the kind of training you need to be a nurse etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm curious if you all ruminate about that
1: <laughs> yeah constantly um, i'm going into the entertainment industry and that is one of the biggest industries that has been suffering because of COVID especially in the music industry so it's definitely changing um, and we've seen a lot of things come out of it that I feel like we can implement in the future but watching the numbers of layoffs go up every day and watching and I live in Nashville so I'm right in the heat of all of it so seeing all of this happen and there was a tornado a few months ago in March like right before this all started and so all of these studios got destroyed so now everyone's trying to figure all this out with there's no studios to record in and people are trying to record and it's just very crazy down there and um, yeah but it's something I worry about every day is wanting to go into like the live events side of the music industry and wondering what live events will look like in three years when I got gra- or two years when I graduate like what is the whole industry is kind of flipped up on its head right now and no one quite knows where it's gonna go
0: is Taylor Swift okay I just want to ch- <laughs> check in about that how about you guys you ever think about worry about this future About how all this is going to affect that.
2: Taylor Swift's ninth studio album comes out tonight at midnight. You think I'm kidding, but I'm not. (laughs) 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 Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Stream everywhere. Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) Uh, yeah. There's if you there's a lot to ruminate about. Always, you know, and especially right now, um, the future. As for me, as you said, I'm going to nursing school and um, like a big part of nursing is personal connection with patients. And the one hospital experience that I had this year, we just couldn't connect with anyone. Like we were in a face shield. I had two masks on. Like it was just, you know, like you just can't connect with people. Um, So that part is really scary for me that I'm not going to have the the right skills that I need um, going into my field. Um, And I'm just not going to be prepared compared to like how they expect me to be because expectations aren't going to change for me and my class and other people um but experiences that I have have changed. So how to kind of balance that is kind of scary. Um and just the future in general like how the whole healthcare field is going to change um yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> what well, last last question um Just before we before we go uh, before we leave this conversation, if you have any advice for parents, I would guess that probably a lot of the people who listen to these podcasts have daughters who are in probably more so grade school through high school than college. Although I I have a lot of people who listen who have daughters who are in college. I'm just curious about especially for parents who have a daughter in middle school, high school, college. Any suggestions you would have based upon what you've uh, experienced, how you've coped, what's helped. Uh, the most for you to kind of get through all of this any any advice you would have for parents
3: um I just you know I think around these times you're losing so much and you know it's it's really important to be around your family and around you know your loved ones and keep them really close and you know don't don't take what you have for granted because you know you could lose it all in a second but yeah
1: I think the biggest thing for me this semester has been like grace and just like giving myself grace but also like being able to like being able to like cut myself a little bit of slack like the world's flipped upside down on its head like nothing is normal and it's okay that I'm not feeling normal but still being able to accept the fact that like everything will be okay eventually but right now I have to do what I need and if like I said earlier like I had to take an incomplete in a class like if that's what I need to do then that's what I need to do. So just like giving myself a little bit of grace and parents giving me a little bit of grace with grades and trying to keep up and mental health and everything. Like this is such a weird time to be in college and to have an idea of what we were talking about earlier, like your college experience being one thing and then all of a sudden you don't leave your dorm room. It's two very different things of like when you've dreamed about going to college your entire life. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the grief of the loss of like losing at least a year of your college experience and then dealing with that but also trying to make the new normal a little bit more normal and a little bit more comfortable
2: i would say um for parents to just listen to their daughters to observe to see how they've changed um and maybe don't hover over that like don't be like what's going on what's going on um more open-ended questions just make sure that they're okay ask what they need um but You know I would say just make sure that they're okay like just check in every once in a while Um, there's a lot of changes going on and you're not gonna have the cure to that and that's okay and you can just be there to support and um, one thing I've done with my mom is we've like made a bucket list of things to bake like (laughs) like just find ways to have fun like things that you couldn't do before that you have the opportunity to do now like over the weekend we made pretzels. They were great. Like, have you ever baked pretzels? No. It's great. You have to. It's. I, I could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just watched the Great British Baking Show and then bake what we want, and it's just really fun. Like, make a bucket list. It doesn't have to be baking, but you know, figure something out that you can do that you wouldn't normally, and have something to look forward to throughout the day because you're in school, with masks on, and it's just not fun. You have nothing to look forward to, not even recess. So.
0: Yeah, you was, don't no. you don't get recess in nursing school. No
2: recess
0: no, <laughs> well, no. But I also think that when you're baking cookies or you're doing those things that that is an opportunity then for your daughter to maybe share something if something's going on. They may not be but but yeah, you know, when you're rushing around and bopping around our our parents are internally distracted a lot cuz they're worried. Mm-hmm. They're going through like, like like you said. Sometimes parents are worried about their jobs or lost a job. They're worried about finances. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so with all that going on, sometimes I think kids notice their parents' angst and their parents' distraction. So they they internally, in some way, say to themselves, "I can't share my stuff because my parents are on the edge, mm-hmm. and I'll push them over." And so I would I would make sure you let your kids know that that you can handle it. Yeah. Um, like I think I I think what you said is is really important don't hover and go to them every day with angst on your face like are you okay what's going on yeah 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 the expression i heard a long time ago a long time ago was don't mind for pain because then your kids feel like you expect something and i think it's good to have long tuck-ins things like that even if your daughter is in high school to be able to say tell me how you're doing with all this because things come up like um like they miss homecoming. Um, maybe a sports season got canceled or, you know, events and prom. We'll, but we'll see about prom. But yeah. things along the way, are, like in the pictures are being, you know, smashed. Um, so there's some predictable. Well, there's some predictable like we, like Thanksgiving. A lot, like a lot of families didn't have all the family. So when those things happen, I think those are especially times that, that you check in. Don't mind for pain, but just have enough quiet, slow down time to where if they want to talk, they'll talk. Um, because hopefully you are their, one of their safe bases that they can go to and, and talk and share with. Well, I hope this has been helpful. And if nothing else, I, I would go back if your daughter did not listen to this. Listen to it to this with your daughter, so they can well, because it might it might you know provoke them to say I feel the same way, or I understand how they feel. That makes sense to me, and then that might precipitate uh, maybe a, a little bit more in depth conversation. I will be back here in a couple of weeks with a new podcast. Uh, Please send ideas. If you have uh, issues you'd like me to talk about or discuss, I'm always open to that. Uh, I appreciate you stopping by here every two weeks, and I also appreciate it when you pass these on to people, especially if you know people who have daughters who are in high school and college. This would be a really good one to pass on. I will see you back here in two weeks. Thanks for stopping by.